Welcome to Good Enough Creative, a podcast for creative people. Hello again, and welcome back. I'm your host, Marie Green, and this week we're talking about the things we used to love that we've forgotten along the way. Come along with me mentally to a long time ago when you used to love something just because you did. I was thinking recently that if there's one thing the quarantine is teaching me personally, it's what doesn't matter even more so than what matters. Because I've been pretty clear about that. Like I feel like most of us know the things that are important to us. But maybe what's been less clear is that there are a lot of things taking up space and energy that aren't really important to me, maybe aren't important to you, and they've slipped in when we weren't looking. I think that's what happens when we get busy and we're taking care of other people and we're spending a lot of time looking ahead instead of noticing the now. The quarantine has helped me realize that there are a lot of things in my life that were keeping me busy just for the sake of being busy. Raise your hand if you can relate to that. Is there anything you've noticed about this different pace? Has it shaken anything up in the way that you see your life? As I've been thinking about those things and I've been taking a closer look at my own priorities, I've also started thinking back to the things I used to love the things I've forgotten about because I got so busy. So come with me in your mind and let's think back. Let's do it together. When you were small, what were the things you used to love? The things you do and just completely lose track of time. The things that made summer days last so long you thought they'd never end. I'm not asking you to just wax nostalgic here. I'm asking you to think back to a time when you just liked what you liked and you did what you did before you thought to ask if it was cool. If you're having a hard time remembering, let me tell you a few of the things I loved to do when I was young because I hope that hearing some of these sweet and simple childhood joys will help you remember your own. Your childhood did not have to be perfect. Mine certainly wasn't. There are still some good nuggets in there, I promise. I used to climb trees and find a spot where I could wedge myself in comfortably-ish and read a book. I used to write stories and poems a lot. I used to experiment in the kitchen, making concoctions that didn't always work out, but I loved it. I used to embroider on tea towels and cross-stitch and knit. I do still knit. I do still do some of those things. I used to make homemade cards for my friends. I used to imagine that someday, and this is kind of a weird one, that I would grow up to design hats, like the ones from the 1950s, but I was going to bring the style back. I do not know for the life of me where that came from. Not everything I used to do still appeals to me. Hats, for instance. I don't even wear hats, but what's hidden in the list of things I used to love are the things that make me, me. I like to experiment, I like words, I like to cook, and I like to create. Sometimes as we get older, we forget the things we love because we're spending so much time doing the things we have to do, reading the news, filling the spaces in our minds with information from outside of us. And while yes, we do need to be informed now more than ever, but there's also a chance we're overdoing it. 
that we're spending so much time consuming from the outside in instead of creating from the inside out. What I want us to do is leave some of that space for our own ideas to germinate. And if leaving that space feels strange or uncomfortable, and I think these days it kind of does because we're so used to having background noise and media and instant gratification, that I get that. But if it feels uncomfortable, then take a minute to fill the space by thinking back to what it is you used to love. Because hidden in there somewhere are some of the clues to what makes you, you. Has anyone ever asked you to describe your purpose or what you're passionate about? It's really weird to be put on the spot because it's a question we think we can answer until we're asked directly and then suddenly, wait, what? I don't even know. What's my purpose? What am I passionate about? The answer to those questions and questions like, what should I be doing with my life? What do I do next? What do I do now that my original plan derailed? Those are big, loaded questions. And it would be nice if someone else could answer them for us. Absolutely. But I believe the answers are already inside of you. And when we say we don't know, it's only because we haven't stopped long enough or given enough mental space to ask those questions and dig deep to see where the answers are. Because if anyone knows what you're meant to be doing, it's you. It's in there. And sometimes the way to find it is to go way back And take a look at what mattered to you when you were small, before all the big things in life happened to you. I found that when we reach a point in life where we feel very uncertain, it helps to stop and remember who we are, who we've been since we were small. Because yes, we've grown up and now we're wiser and we know a lot more about how the world works, but we're also still the same in some ways. The most fascinating thing to me about getting older you've probably noticed this too, it's that you don't feel old on the inside. Outside, our bodies change, we start to look older, but we don't feel old, maybe physically, but not mentally, which makes me realize that we're not as far removed from our young selves as we might think. A lot of what you loved when you were small might still be in there, even if you haven't thought about it in a really long time. So let's try it. What did you do with your free time when you were small? What did you do to entertain yourself? What did you do when you were sad? What did you do when you were lonely? What did you do when you were happy or excited? What big ideas did you have? When I was little, I thought I was going to create a newspaper and I was going to send that newspaper far and wide with all the important news that kids needed to know. Um, I also remember, though, that a lot of the newspaper was written in pink highlighter, so I wasn't 100% on the right path with that, but when I look at that now, I realize I have always been someone who wanted to communicate my ideas to others, and I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now with this podcast, and I do it in print. I write books and blogs and patterns, and I lead an online community, and I speak and teach. I'm using some of those early insights, some of those things I loved when I was small, and they are showing up in my life now. I wonder if you might notice some of those same trends in your life. The things that I'm doing that feel most connected to who I am on that internal level are the things that bring me the most joy. If you need more joy, you've got to find those things that fuel your internal fire. And you might find them 
by looking back a little bit and pulling some of those early joys out. Right now is a great time to start thinking about opportunities you might have missed along the way because you are busy. We all get busy. We've all missed opportunities like singing to the choir here. I know we can all relate to that, but it's not always too late. It's a great time to remember who you were when you were small and see if there are any hidden gems in there because there might be. Am I going to suddenly start designing hats just because I used to think that was a good idea when I was about 12? No, no, I'm not. But it's still good to remind myself that I'm at my best when I get to be creative and when I'm communicating my ideas. I wonder what this looks like for you. I wonder if you dig deep and you start to look back at some of those early joys, if anything new will stand out that you forgot about. When we look back at those things we used to love, at those parts of ourselves that we forgot, we find clues about who we are and what's important to us. We find hints that can help us answer the question, what's your purpose? Or what are you passionate about? Or what should I do next with my life? Years ago, I used to teach about finding your passion and your purpose. And I remember that almost no one could answer those questions when I first presented them. They would draw a complete blank. In fact, I remember when I was first asked those questions and I didn't know the answer. And as I sat there, unable to conjure up a single answer to that question, I felt emotional about it. Why don't I know the answer to this? How can someone not know what they're passionate about? How can someone not know their purpose? But honestly, most of us don't, at least not in a way that we can articulate quickly. And now that our lives have changed dramatically from forces outside of ourselves, we're suddenly asking those kinds of questions. We're remembering the things that we forgot about ourselves, and we're starting to notice that many of the things that we thought were, were important, they're just not. It's a huge opportunity for clarity. And yes, it's also super stressful, but I'm finding that by going back to the simple things that make me feel like myself, I'm feeling less shaken by the fact that there are so many other things that I can't control or change. And maybe the biggest realization of all is that I've never had control over those things, and neither did you. We just thought we had control because so many parts of our lives were predictable. And so we knew what to expect most of the time. And that's pretty reassuring. And it does make you feel like you're in control. And now we don't. Now we wake up every day and we don't know for sure what we're in for. But what we do know or what we can know is who we are and what we want to do next. And if that feels like a tall order, take a few minutes and think about yourself when you were small. Think about what you used to love to do. And then look at those simple things separately and together as a whole. Look for common themes. Were you expressive? Did you love to perform for your family? Were you quiet and preferred to write your ideas down? Did you love to sing? Did you draw? Did you love to read? Did you create characters for stories in your imagination? Did you like to work with your hands or press flowers and books or teach the neighbor kids how to draw? Did you see anything from that earlier time carrying over into your life now? What does that look like for you? Or maybe you might hit upon something that doesn't have a space in your life now, but when you think of it, it really lights you up and it makes you remember something about yourself. And it might be a hint 
that that might be missing from your life now. Last week, I was on a live video with some of my community members, and one of the women said, don't laugh, but I've been sitting on the back porch blowing bubbles, just like I did when I was a kid. And honestly, it sounded like the absolute best idea. Fern, if you're listening, that was brilliant. We need all the help we can get to pause the noise, even for a minute, and find our bearings again. And sometimes that looks like spending a few minutes watching bubbles floating on the breeze. I'm not saying that blowing bubbles or drawing or writing poems is going to solve the world's problems, because obviously it won't. And there are big, scary things happening that need solutions. But me being in a chronic state of panic won't fix them. You laying awake at night being afraid about tomorrow won't either. If your life is suddenly upended in one way or another, if you're working more hours than ever before or not able to work at all, if you're in the house with all your family all the time or all alone and desperately missing the people you love, either way, these days are passing and these days are your life. Today, your life is happening. If you can do nothing else but draw on the memories of things that brought you joy and peace at a simpler time, then do that. And if you look for a silver lining, it might be a sliver of a silver lining. But if you can find it, cling to it. We need all the hope and all the peace we can get right now. When I'm stressed or anxious, I have a protocol. I turn on the music and I go in the kitchen and I cook. I pour a glass of wine. I chop vegetables or I knead bread. I do things that occupy my mind and my body at the same time. This last weekend, I used my sourdough starter to bake bread, and it actually did turn out pretty well this time. Thank you very much. And instead of just baking bread, I really savored the process. I thought about when I was young, my 4-H leader told me that the bread dough should have the consistency of bubble gum when it's been kneaded enough. And she said never use a metal bowl or a metal spoon. I still don't know the reason for that, but I still do it. I noticed how soft the dough felt. I let it be a meditation, a little ritual, because I needed something that wasn't bad news just for a few minutes. And as creative people, we can always find something that we can do to find our bearings. It's not that there weren't other things I could be doing with that time, but I'm here right now and I'm doing this thing and it's something I've loved my whole life. And why not notice the joy in the moment? and let it bring back those memories of a simpler time. Even though there are so many scary things happening, even though we don't know the answers to all the big questions, even though we don't know what tomorrow will bring. If you're feeling a little bit lost, remember what you loved when times were simpler. And if there's something you haven't done in a really long time, something you can do at home with what you have, then make time for that thing. What is it you used to love? What parts of your creative self have you forgotten over the years? Maybe it's time to remember. And hey, while you're at it, remember, you've got this. 